Support for Podcast by Night comes from Midnight Syndicate. To find out more about their gothic horror instrumental music, please visit MidnightSyndicate.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Podcast by Night. This is going to be a supplemental episode. It's going to be one of those episodes that give kind of tidbits and kernels of knowledge with questions that we know you've got to have, uh, especially for the new players. And again, like we always say, everybody, veteran to newbie, can learn something new. So my name is John. I'm Jen. And I'm the guest uh, star, Patrick. Yes, we have Patrick. He's with us here to help us figure out our first question, which is kind of everybody on everybody's mind. So you're going to your first LARP game. What do you do? Now, it's the first number one thing you want to do is you want to make sure you have a lot of communication. There's a lot of situations where you're like, oh, this is something new. I've never tried this. I'm going to go there. I'm going to kind of figure it out. The more and more that you can talk to people before you walk there, the more comfortable you're going to be walking up to people, having some concept of what's going on. And any game will normally have some interaction with you beforehand, even if it is just what type of character you're interested in playing. Can you submit a sheet or will you receive a sheet? And you want to make sure that at least you have an object in your hand that you can constantly refer to to begin to get you back into character. So before you ever even show up at LARP, let's just even take that step back. You probably should reach out to the LARP and say, hey, my name is Jen. I looked at your website. I'm very interested in you. Who do I talk to about your game and and playing in it? Uh, you would advise that, right? Yes. You already have... Yes. You've, you've, you've spoken to a LARP organizer. The LARP organizer is going to get you to talk to someone. That person is going to normally talk to you a little bit about the game, and they're going to tell you a little bit about a character that either you can play or a character you could write. At about that time is essentially the kernel moment where you're going to be like, oh, I'm interested in going or I'm not interested in going. And then you're going to find out the dates and you're going to find out the directions. And you're going to have your little paper in your hand. And you're going to have your little history. And you're going to then be able to kind of go to your first game at that time. So one of the things that I think I would recommend to the new person after they've had that conversation with you is they look at your, their character sheet. Now, before you step in the door, is a great time to ask the storytelling team any questions you have, especially if you're a new player who's not LARPed a lot before. Now is a great time to find out what, what's this all about. And that moment that 80% of players don't do, but the 20 that do absolutely thrive, read some of the book. Yes. <laughs> so many players come haven't read it we understand it's like a 500 page book almost just read even ask the storyteller what should i read to be able to play this character yeah you don't have to read all the book but you do need to read enough of the book that you're not completely lost walking in the door like at least go read the section on your clan and once you have like that piece down you're also going to have some tops some concepts of a character and thinking about that character in the days leading up to it is going to be really valuable because when you kind of get nervous and you don't know, you're going to kind of fall back into a natural kind of cycle. If you've been thinking a lot about the character, that can become more natural. For example, John, 
um, he's playing for a long time, but he has a he's done he's very strong in accents. And so anytime he's playing a character, he he thinks of an accent and he focuses on that accent. So he knows in his mind when he's speaking that accent, he's in that character and he's able to pull himself back to that. That's a really useful tool for people who are new. And I'm terrible with accents. I'm atrocious. I'm the worst person with accents ever for being especially a storyteller. Um, uh, I have an accent. It's called foreign. And I have an accent called mine. And those are the only two accents I have. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll jump in with the, uh, the prep there for that character. It also goes to... Uh, it depends on how theatrical you are or how involved or how in-depth with the character you, you want to be. Definitely choosing what clothes you're going to wear. Um, any characteristics that you and the storyteller may have worked out about that character. Age, apparent age, the way they move. All these different things are going to help you as soon as you walk in that door with that character sheet. You are, you're going to be able to hit the ground running. I have to second John on that because costuming makes the character sometimes as much as accents help you get in a character. Sometimes just putting on a whole different outfit for that character helps you get into that mindset. Um, Patrick smirking over there because my, my last character was probably one of the more costumed ones I had. Um, in my normal everyday life, I wear jeans and t-shirts and, but I walked in the door dressed in a nun habit. Believe me, I felt very much like a nun once I had to wear itchy tights and a wool skirt and a veil on my head. Just as much. I wear suit and tie every day. I wear suit and tie 90% at LARPs. It's, it's my second skin. And so I'm kind of more used to that. One of the things when you also then arrive at the site, it's, it's a little daunting because staff are running everywhere and they're trying to get everyone organized. Normally, there will be some type of sign-in sheet, and you're going to want to try to find someone who's willing to have that kind of sign-in with you. You'll be able to make sure that the person knows you're there, and you might say, is there anyone I need to talk to? They may have someone they need to talk to. They may not. And then normally, there'll be a little kind of speech at the beginning where the storyteller will say what the current history of what's going on and where the game is currently being played in the game world. And now it's kind of the moments where you have to decide what you're going to do. And some of the first things I would recommend is there's normally, there's always going to be someone in your clan or your group that you're going to be able to associate with. And that association, you're going to want to talk to those guys very quickly. You're going to want to say, hey, here I am. What can I do? Here are my skills. Um, a friend of ours, Gerard, noted that one of the most powerful things about being new is when you look at your sheet, try to find out what's what are the high points. What do you have a lot of points in? And that's going to be what you're going to push to people to say, I can do these things for you. What because are you I, good at? What are you good at? Because you can't be good at everything. And if you're good at something, you can then say, hey, guys, I'm good at this. Even if you have one or two people good at this, I'm now going to help. I'm a resource. I'm here to support that. And those first few games, you really should focus on how can I help? Because you're normally, there's going to be an XP maturation and there's going to be guys stronger than you. You're going to be low man on the totem pole. And to get into the plot, the easiest way to do it is how can I help? And that isn't an ideal situation. Now, let's say the situation is less than ideal. Let's say you come to the game and they say, oh, well, all the people in your group and all your power structure are here tonight. 
You got, we got nothing for you. What do you do at that moment? You don't want to just sit there and poke at your phone all night. So what I really recommend doing is a concept where it's called bandwagoning, where you go find other people who are bored. Because there's always going to be someone else who's sitting there on their phone. And you're going to go to those people, and you're going to say, hey, you know, I'm not, uh, I can have you do something for me. Would you be interested in doing something for me? And they're going to be like, yeah. And what you do is you think of anything. It doesn't matter if it's good. It doesn't matter if it's bad. Because now you've gotten that guy off of his seat, and you're off your seat, and now there's two of you. And two of you means you guys are going to do twice as much stuff. And as you kind of keep moving a little long, you'll be able to then say, okay, well, I now have an ally. Because he's done something for me, and I'm going to go do something for him. And we got the boon structure kind of working, and that's kind of kind of flowing through. And it allows you to be involved in the game even if there isn't a structure made for you right away. Like many games do, but like there's some games in other organizations where half the game are anarchs in it. Just a very small number of Camarilla. And you'll go there and like, well, who am I supposed to report to? Went, oh, that guy hasn't been here in two months. So the finding board people is a really good method to get excitement for yourself. Right. I, I love that idea of bandwagoning. Uh, it, it also goes back to the idea of when you talk to your storyteller about your character, uh, self-generated or not, you will have that discussion. It's something that you find out whether or not um, how you feel about the other clans because let me tell you stereotypes are stereotypes and they're there for a reason but nine times out of ten say that i'm a tremere and there's that ventru over there i'm not too keen on ventru but i hate the bruja so i'm going to go talk to that bored ventru and you could start those alliances that that some people might shy away from like some you know died in the wool old time veteran players will definitely have that prejudice just inborn. I'm playing this clan, therefore I don't like that clan. And you could just totally shirk that, be like, nah, whatever, buddy. You know, have you heard of a coterie? Yeah, yeah, go away. And then you can do that bandwagoning in in such a way that it um, strengthens numbers. Just go for it. There, you're allowed to have a lot of control in a game much more than your sheet if you have players who are interested in what you're saying. And if they're not doing anything, whatever you're saying is going to be interesting. Now, after a little while, you're going to want to figure out some goals. And if you can't figure out goals when you start, it's completely fine. You can go to the storyteller and say, hey, you know what? You might have some plots or things I might be able to be involved in or anything like that. I'm, I'm looking for a little direction. And any storyteller kind of is going to give you something. They're going to say, hey, oh, yeah, you should go try this. Or, hey, there's this part of your background. We can kind of involve it in this. It is entirely fine to ask for direction since you're the actor and you're acting out your kind of thing. If you don't feel that there's enough kind of motivation or direction, that's the storyteller's job to do, to give. What is my motivation for this character? Oh, I'm ready for my close-up. Now, one of the other things that happens on that first game is you're going to make some type of social faux pas because you don't know people, you don't know the rules. First, do not be afraid of saying I'm sorry. I'm sorry costs nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry is, hey, I'm sorry. Please, please forgive me. And everyone's going to be like, oh, well, uh, 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 uh. And you're like, I didn't know any better. And everyone's going to be like, okay. <laughs> Especially if it's just first game, no one's going to um, bust you hard for you don't know X and you don't know Y. As long as you're like, oh, um, I didn't know that. Well, now I do. And 
You might even go so far as, oh, you taught me this. Can I give you something for teaching me this? And now you're working for that guy. Or even if you just go to even the Princeton game, you can say, oh, well, what problems do you have in the city? I'm happy to help and support the city. And then you'll be like, okay, the prince is like, well, this guy's going to support me and be a little bully boy of me. Now, a lot of this has been do X to do X to do X. There's a whole other different concept of just talk. Just sit there, look at your history, think about times your character may have lived, and just talk. Sometimes I've gone to games that first time, I don't know anyone, but I'm like, my character was embraced in like the 1920s. I'm going to just talk about the uh, aftermath of the Great Depression and how hard it was for my still-living family. and Just think about things that you may know or be interested in. Prohibition. Talk about Prohibition. Um, I'm going to kind of bring this all now into kind of an example. One of um, the newer characters we, players we had had never played White Wolf, never done anything at all involved in Vampire, but they were interested in trying it. And uh, John told them to kind of come and check out the game. And I knew this person, though, had a lot of information about medieval history. So we intentionally made the person incredibly old, so old they didn't know any rules. So they went around and they just talked about medieval history things. And, and they, we focused the character on what they knew in real life. And as long as you can think about anything to fill up the character's minutia, people are going to be interested in talking to you. That's an important thing that you pointed out, is that it, your first games, it's not about you knowing all the rules. It's not about having the mechanic perfect. It's, sometimes it's just you can use that time to flesh out your character a little bit. Um, kind of get to know other people get to know your character and part of the fun sitting there talking is like you may just discover like wow there's this whole other aspect of my character i wasn't thinking about when i walked in this game but now i've spun this out in these conversations with these people and maybe it's true or maybe you just completely made it up whatever the case it's now color for your character and things you can now spin off into new plot lines and new goals and you know different directions for your character to take that's right em embrace the mistakes you know do the yes anding because it'll it'll you know if you don't have a goal when you walked in buddy you could have one when you leave that night and if there's someone who you seem to enjoy personally absolutely be like hey i'm i'm happy to be uh, your yes man i'm happy to go around and support you and they'll normally have some plots and some interest to kind of pull you into now that's all the part about the playing the game but then there's the part about as the game begins to wrap up it, not everyone has the time to capability to do this but it's really useful when the game wraps up to be able to talk to some of these people as yourself you've had all this time with them as a character and you've, you've had this concept. One of the classic things I know, John's character, because he has a strong Spanish accent, some of the people didn't actually realize it wasn't his accent. <laughs> um. John is not Spanish, everyone. I hate to tell you this. He's not Spanish. And I even and, hung around. I even talked to people. Yes, but it was still, it was still very funny when I were told that they didn't realize that. It's important to gather those connections in character as well as out of character because it's a community. 
and you're joining a community whenever you join the game, and you're going to be investing at least some time every month into this, and that investment is going to grow through friendships and connections. So as much as you may talk to all these people in their characters, it really is valuable to also have a little bit of conversation with them as real people. And it's also important, too, because... And this is something we always have to keep in the back of our mind. You're walking in as your character. And if you're new, people have only met you as your character. And maybe your character was kind of a jerk. Maybe they're kind of a shithead in game. But you're a sweet, lovely, kind, cuddly person. You're a fuzzy, wuzzy teddy bear in real life. If you're able to connect and speak to them for a few minutes as the game is winding down and afterwards... They get to know you, not your character, you. And that that means a lot sometimes when tensions are high in a game and people are like, well, you know, John, he's just out there to completely screw my character over. And then you have to go, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. John's not doing nothing. John's a sweet, nice guy who completely does not have a Spanish accent. <laughs> then there's the physical things. If you're going to be on your feet all night. So if you're a high heel shoe wearer, you're going to want to make sure you have those sneakers in your car. If you're a, a guy and you're wearing dress shoes all night, you're going to want to make sure you're wearing camping socks or something like that. Cause it's, if you're not used to standing for eight to 10 hours, it is uh, it's, it's, it's a change. If it's cold outside, bring appropriate clothing or wear appropriate clothing. I know ladies, Speaking as a lady, I know sometimes we like to dress all fancy, and I hate to say it, but a lot of our clothes are not necessarily friendly for a colder environment. And I know speak, speaking as someone who lives in Los Angeles, people may laugh, but it does get cold here at night in the winter. So make sure you're bringing like a coat or appropriate clothing to keep you warm, because sometimes you're going to be playing and, and cold conditions and wet conditions and the wee hours and the night conditions. So, um, not, not just wearing foot, appropriate footwear, appropriate outerwear too. So, Absolutely. and on the women, the women front, there's sometimes sites that are in the not necessarily savory areas. Uh, definitely don't feel afraid about asking a member of the staff to walk you to your car. Don't, um, feel afraid about doing everything that you would do normally for your safety, even though it's a group of new people and you don't know everybody. Yes, safety is always first. So if you feel don't feel safe, speak up. Have somebody escort you where you need to go. Um, and also in that, uh, safety is first. So depending on where you may be playing, there may be if especially if the game is twenty one or over, there may be. You know, people around her having drinks or, you know, things like that. We're all grown adults, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully we're all grown adults. Be responsible. Follow the laws. Do not, do. if you're under 21, do not be intoxicated. If you're over 21, act responsibly. Do not drink and drive. All those, all those type of things. Right. Common Based sense. Common sense, everybody. Um, respect people and their boundaries. No, uh, I always ask if you want if a person wants to have a hand on the shoulder. Uh, respect people's uh, physical boundaries. Um, and if you feel someone is not really respecting those boundaries, don't feel 
afraid to talk to a staff member, it is their responsibility to make sure you have a safe environment. Yes, absolutely. Make sure that you as a player or even as a new player are working to make the environment as safe as possible for everybody to have a good time. Absolutely. They want you to come back. Trust me. Yes. And of course, you know, if you're a new player and this is your first game, uh, talk to the staff. Tell them what you liked. Um, tell them where you were confused. Communication is key. Staff, uh, staff, part of our job in any game is to ensure the good time of the players. So if there's something, even if you're a new person, this is your first game, you have questions, concerns, feel free to come talk to us. Don't feel like you, you're the newbie and you can't. Um, we would rather hear from you and address that and maybe have conversation about it. So always feel free to be open and honest. Absolutely. So the things we have learned, communication is key. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Be safe. Be respectful. Be respectful and have fun, most of all. Keep your phone in your purse. Keep your phone in your pocket. Yes. Do not have your phone out because that's a good way for somebody to go, you don't look like you're doing anything. You're now in my coterie. Absolutely. Stay involved. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. I love it. All right. Well, thanks, guys. This is a great little uh, first games tips supplemental episode. Thank you, John, for having me on. All right. Thank you, Patrick. Jen, pleasure as always. 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 See you all later. See you later. Bye. And if you want to get a hold of us outside of our normal podcast hours, you can find us at Podcast by Night on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter at By Night Podcast, or you can email us with any questions, thoughts, uh, opinions, you know, anything you want to communicate to us. You can do that at podcastbynight at gmail.com. <laughs>